What's going on, Bench Warmers? Welcome back to episode 27 of the Far End of the Bench podcast. Boy, did we have a great episode for you. Super Bowl just happened. Tom Brady getting his seventh ring. ring excuse me. Um, a lot of great stuff coming out. We're at FUTV Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Um, we have a TikTok too as well. Our YouTube page at Far End of the Bench podcast. We're going to have a lot of great content coming out. We just dropped a great interview last Friday with Luis Vasquez, Super Bowl 50 champion with the Denver Broncos. Don't go back and check that out because it was a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of great things going on, like we said. No, or the center attention got it coming back this week with Jimmy uh, talking about the Jeff Bridis situation and the memorial basically outside of course Field. So you won't want to miss that. It's going to be a lot of great fun things to talk about. But, uh, Jimmy, I don't know how much longer we're going to have to watch Brady keep winning Super Bowls, but hopefully not for much longer. I hope not, man. I, I'm, I'm just past my bedtime. Let's, let's, let's go ahead. Let's get the people into this episode. And we'll talk. They'll hear what I have to say about Brady. I've had a large mouth pass bust my line. A couple beautiful girls tell me goodbye. Trucks break down, dogs run off, politicians lie being fired by the Benchwarmers, we had a very unfortunate event unfold last week in Colorado sports. And funny enough, there was even a memorial service outside of Coors Field after the trade of Nolan Arenado and then Dick Monford and Jeff Breidich can doing what they do best. I figure it's only right for us to give a eulogy as we will no longer be a Rockies podcast moving forward until Breidich or Monford are gone. Um, so here is the eulogy to the Colorado Rockies. For 25 years, we had a lot of hope. We participated in the NL West for 25 years, but we got to move on. It's painful. It's painful for all of us, and we all deserve better things, like Nolan Arenado. Find that team that's going to bring you some joy in your life. Don't waste your time on the Rockies and waste your time around with Jeff Breidich. So that's what we need to do looking forward, uh, and you'll be able to hear me talk plenty about that on the MLB show that you still have. Uh, actually, you don't have the chance to vote in the name poll anymore. So you'll already know what the name is, but we're going to have a baseball show coming out on the Unhinged Sports Network that's exclusively on there as well, just like NFL Unhinged. But that's this center of attention segment for Far End of the Bench, episode 27. Let's get into the rest of the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, this uh, episode of the Far End of the Bench podcast is brought to you by this Unhinged Sports Network, um, and we're partnered with Fubo TV and Fanatics, and now High Alpine Brewing Company. Lots yep. of great stuff coming forward. We'll talk about what we got going on Friday a little bit later. Um, but Jimmy, I mean, you hit the nail on the head with the Rocky stuff. It's it, we had to talk about Super Bowl all last week. It kind of broke our week up, and we had to talk about no one. But here we are now. We basically don't have a baseball team. I mean, I'm. You're a Yankees fan, yeah. so you have at least something to cheer for, but I don't know where to go from here now. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad for you only having the Rockies as a baseball team experience. You should have jumped – I mean, if you jumped on the Diamondbacks bandwagon while you were out in Arizona, it would have been just as bad. Yeah, but it, at least they have direction. They, yeah, at least they have direction, and their fans weren't holding a memorial service at the stadium. It was totally – I mean, boycott, boycott Rockies was trending on Twitter last week. Also, fire Breidich. They finally did put fire with Breidich. Uh, that just whole 
And then the way that they came out and handled the media attention afterwards, it was just the post thing interview was the worst thing I've ever seen. Say, yeah. say all the you said all the wrong things. It just went from bad to worse. Saying we still feel like we can win games. No, you, you can win like thirty games, maybe. Yeah, at most. Like you're saying, you, we, this team can still win games. This team will. Um, Trevor Story is a part of this team's future. Well, it, I mean, that's that's not. I don't trust that. Anymore. I don't trust that at all. No. I mean. If you're every story, like I said last week, when I put him as my bench over the week, unfortunately, the dude lost all of his friends. He's alone now. It's it's gone to bad to worse for the Rockies organization, but bad to like terrible. Yeah, like, it, it's it couldn't be worse. And then I saw an article that actually got put out last night on Facebook, and uh, the way that they set up the franchise, the, the Rockies are taking the biggest hit out of this COVID situation because. You don't go to the Rockies games to see them win. You go to the Rockies games to go to the venue. Yeah. And now they can't have fans at the venue. They're just losing as much money as possible as the puppy's going nuts on the on the bone here. But it's just like a, the the front office has just as little of a way to go as they do on the field. It's not like they have a, a great system up front and then that's they just have a bad product on the field. It's almost like they're doing this intentionally. Oh man, I mean, like like I said, lowest payroll in baseball already. You send fifty million, which add insult to injury. I don't even know how you afford that if you're the lowest payroll the, the in baseball. Only, the only revenue that was coming in for the Rockies was TV revenue, which te- people aren't going to watch. We anymore. can't even, and that's part of the blackouts now with altitude. Exactly, and ticket sales. No, who the hell's jersey am I going to buy if Story's gone? Like it, it's just there's no thought process behind any of this. Like I said last week, at least there were positives in the holiday and the Tulo trade because we got great pieces in return mm-hmm. that turned out to be all-stars in Cargo and Trevor Story in return. Now there's no one deal. Back at ground zero with no bright spot at all. No, and they don't even have – like the Kings have been – the Sacramento Kings, you're wearing your Jason Kidd jersey. White chocolate, White chocolate. jersey, yeah. But it, they at least – I mean, they were down for a while, but then they come back. Mm-hmm. The Bengals have been down for a, the last few years but they're about to come back. So at least there's hope that at some point they'll figure it out, but they're not going to figure it out with the front office that they have now. And it, that's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Let's, it is what it is. Let, let's move on. Uh, follow us on social media at Pod, and you can find all the links to our partnerships and stuff. Like Nico said, High Alpine Brewing Company is our new one. Mm-hmm. You probably, I think I put in the High Alpine um, spot. If not, you'll hear it in this episode when we get to the ad break. Um, but we're going down there, Gunnison. Colorado, Friday, February 12th. Come out and say hi. Going back to Jimmy's uh, old stomping yeah. grounds. Yeah, my uh, Gunnison, Colorado, where I got my degree in communications and sociology. And I'm not I'm not using either of those things right now. Uh, but we're going back down there. We're going to record an episode live from the brewery. So come out and you can kind of see our setup and how we get things rolling. And then we'll also get got some merchandise yeah, to yeah, sell you guys. Merch, stickers, all that good stuff. Come drink a beer with us. we got a lot of fun things planned yep. for when we go down there. Um, we haven't decided whether it's going to be a bonus show or it'll be the show next week. Um, depending on how everything goes, we'll figure it all out. Mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll relay all that information to you guys. But it's going to be a lot of fun. If you're in the West, if you want to come get a shirt, yeah, c- got to come get us in. I know it's a drive for all of our friends down here in Denver, but uh, all our met- listeners up in Gunnison, it's just right down the street. Exactly. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna be doing a lot of fun things there. You guys will will not want to miss it. Yeah, and they're gonna be involved with a lot of our stuff moving forward. When we do launch our official merch lines, it'll be uh, High Alpine will be involved, and you'll you'll start seeing us pop up on their 
social media as well. And I, once we get our swag, I'm probably never going to do another podcast without a high alpine brewing. Hat I know. On I'm my, excited. On my I mean, my, my friend up there was, is going to hook us up with some yep. swag. And I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm going to wrap it all the way down here all the time. So we'll be high up. Alpine Brewing Company. Follow them on Instagram. Yeah. High Alpine. They have a Twitter. I don't think they have a Twitter. They do have a Twitter. I found okay. it a couple times, but they're bigger on Instagram and yeah. Facebook. So that's where you can find most of their stuff. We'll be there starting around 1 p.m. We're going to leave yep. here earlier in the morning and then get there around one so come out and say hi and we'll we'll hang out and drink beer and all that good stuff we'll have cash app venmo um and we'll take cash and then we're, are we gonna get a card or yeah we'll, we'll looks like we're, we'll probably get a card swiper as well so if you guys don't have those um you can swipe the card we're, we're figuring out all those details as we get to friday yeah because um, we i mean I've, we're, 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 we this isn't our job you gotta remember that we're figuring this out how we go so no, this is this will be the very first little bit of money that we've, we've been able to see from this show so we appreciate it and hope to see a lot of you guys out there when we do go to gunnison i'm sure it'll be cold mm-hmm. be sure to pack warm I, I I mean it, it, I'm I'm probably gonna be skiing on Saturday right yeah. after so I I'll, I'll pack warm don't you worry no yeah and it'll be very similar like I'm interested to see what you think of it because it's a mountain town like Vale except it's not as fancy it's not it's not Vale Vale no it's, it's not Vale <laughs> I mean we could go up to Crested Butte and Crested Butte and Vale are pretty similar but it's it's definitely not anything like what you're used to so and it's I mean it's I'm a excited great place. for it it's yeah. gonna be a lot of fun that's for sure all right let's let's go ahead and I've been kind of not wanted I thought we could let's just skip over football season didn't happen it's hockey season right now that's I'm Canadian I'm a, an adopted Canadian I'm sure Ken <laughs> the and Trevor Leach connection they yeah. adopt you into it, the Canadian heritage. I'm sure they'll adopt me I, I I live on my own now without so I, it's not like they're taking on a mouth to feed but Tom Brady won a Super Bowl again. Seven Super Bowls, more than any other franchise. Jimmy, in, Jimmy yeah, let me cut you off. Devin White, um, Ryan Jensen, and Shaq Barrett won the Super Bowl. Yeah, let's let's put it that way. First of all, let's talk about the positives in this. First of all, Broncos fans, this couldn't have happened, mate. This this weekend couldn't have gone any better for you. Peyton Manning, Hall of Famer. We'll talk about it a little bit. Um, John Lynch, Hall of Famer. Um, your in-division rivals, like Mr. B. Pat Bowen said, you don't ever root for success for your division rivals in the Super. Ever and look what happened. I mean, I, what, what, what we saw on Sunday with what the Buccaneers did, I said it, I said it right to the point. If the Chiefs don't get touchdowns and the Buccaneers force them to kick field goals, what's going to happen? They ran through them, and yeah. what a performance by this whole team, whole team, top to bottom. Um, this team. I mean, I was saying it all year that the Chiefs' offense is the best in, in probably football history, and they did not show up at all. They didn't score I mean, a touchdown. They didn't score a touchdown. Travis Kelsey still – I mean, he won me. He was the only reason I won money on Sunday. He had, six, he had been like 68 yards receiving, but I felt bad because my cousin put down money on him scoring a touchdown because it was between him and Mike Evans where the prop bet. And I was like, ah, uh, Travis Kelsey's 100% to get a touchdown yeah. with Patrick Mahomes. Nope, that didn't happen yesterday. No, it was – Either way, like you said, I mean, although Tom Brady won a Super Bowl, you got to take the positives with this. I mean, it's a new team in the Wix. The Buccaneers haven't won a Super Bowl since the early 2000s. Yeah. It's a cool story seeing what Gronk was able to do. The dude, Bar- Gronk, did not do a whole lot this season. No. And him coming back, he was hosting WrestleMania this time last year. He he was off the street. Like, he was doing nothing. He came back and performed for two touchdowns in the Super Bowl. That's cool. Did- I mean, as much as I hate the Patriots, I hate the Patriots. It's not the Patriots' way. It's the Tom Brady way. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, this takes away a lot of success that they thought they had in the franchise. It definitely proves all that wrong. Did you see that Gronk came out and said that he was cheating his conditioning tests in the summer? He would run it all on one day, but then he'd film in different shirts so that he could send them video that makes it look like he was running I mean, that, on different Gronk days. That's Gronk for you. I mean, if he's putting up numbers like that for me in the Super Bowl, I could care less what the conditioning looks like after. Well, that's true. I mean, he didn't show up, up until the Super Bowl, but Tom Brady always finds him when he hit, has him available because he made the big play when the trust him. He's trusted him his whole career. Yeah. Um. In the biggest stage, Godwin and Mike Evans were, um, weren't the key targets. It was Antonio Brown. Funny, funny enough, that, and then Gronk. I know yeah, you didn't like that, that very me, much. That pissed me off. Antonio Brown got a touchdown. That that's not good. It, it is what it is. But I mean, it, what it really pisses off is Steelers fans <laughs> and Steelers fans knowing what you had. Because I mean, Le'Veon Bell didn't even touch the field. Yeah, and. What Antonio Brown did in the Super Bowl, and this is what you had on your team, Steelers fans should be pissed. I mean, Steelers fans definitely have a right to be. It makes me happy that you have a right to be pissed. I don't like it because, and it would have been the same if the if the Chiefs won, when you have guys like Antonio Brown who actually still has lawsuits pending against him. None of that stuff is like gone or anything like that. It's still a matter of time before he gets actually either brought to whatever justice is needed but guys like that and guys like Tariq Hill where you've had multiple incidents where they've done stuff that looks bad on the league and the league wants to make a huge change to try and get it out, it just made you feel like that shouldn't be a part of, of the narrative on, on a game like that. It was it was an amazing feat. Like Tom Brady now has more Super Bowls than any other franchise in history. Any other team has less Super Bowls than Tom Brady now. That's true. He is the greatest winner of all time, greatest professional winner of all time. I don't think that that can be – I mean, the guy is 43 years old. Been to 10 Super Bowls, which is more than anybody by a long shot. Won seven of them. That's a 70%. You take 70%, that gets you a degree in college. Yeah, I mean... What, what the hell is this? Okay, it's... I mean, as much as we hate on Brady and everything that, that it was, like, you, we... we There's no doubt in my mind he's a GOAT now. Mm. I think I think the question is to be made is, is he is the GOAT in all sports? That's tough because football is a team sport. And you look at different sports like soccer or boxing or um, swim or not soccer, sorry, swimming, boxing, um, tennis or um, winter sports, whatever it may be. Mm. It's kind of hard to debate the goat there, but without a doubt, he's the best quarterback in NFL history. And what the give it hats off to Bruce Arians, Byron Leftwich, Todd Bowles, and that great coaching staff because yeah. they came ready with a game plan that knew that said, you know what, we're going to let Tom Brady not only win us this game, but we're going to let our defense stop the other opposing team offense and not let them do anything. And that's how they win the Super Bowl. I mean, this look, Patrick Mahomes did everything he could, mm-hmm. he was not getting help from anything. The no. man was running back more times than I can count. I haven't seen a quarterback try to run far, that far back every single passing play since I don't even remember. Playing Madden. Yeah, in Madden. I mean, maybe you can relate it to Cam Newton, but either like against Vaughn Miller, DeMarcus Ware, but he had no time at all. JPP, Shaq Barry, Domkinsu, Vita Vea, the list goes on and on. Those front four dominated the line of scrimmage. Yeah. dominated the line of scrimmage. And, and then it was on- just the front four because they were sitting back in a cover two shell the whole time, which is what we were mm-hmm. kind of saying they needed to do because Tyreek Hill had 200 yards receiving in the first half in the first game. I think it was you, the first quarter, but either way. Yeah, yeah. or I, I can't even remember. But they did exactly what we thought they couldn't do, and that was keep everybody over the top of the defense. And you started to see – I mean, people were kind of iffy about when we were on NFL Unhinged, and you said you top to bottom you think this Tampa Bay team is the better team because it's not – 
three or four 99 overalls and then everybody else is like a 70 or an 85 it's it's all 90s like jpp shaq barrett shaq barrett's one of the best pass rushers in the league bar none they, like, they, no, but whoever you want to compare him to he's one of the top pass rushers in the league it brought a tear to my eye seeing the comparison of i believe the right tackle or the left tackle for the chiefs that came in and replaced Varric fisher mm-hmm. was the same tackle for the panthers oh. and there's a there's a there's a highlight of number 58 against i forgot his name against the guy in the super bowl in both shaq barrett and von miller same exact move both got sack on it. It was beautiful to see. Yeah, it was. There's good things about that game, and honestly, it would have been interesting. I don't don't know if we mentioned this, but the Chiefs would have tied the Broncos in Super Bowl wins if they would have won last night, mm-hmm. which I know a lot of Broncos fans were not happy about that that possibility. Still um, only two. Still only two. Still only two. Uh, it, it was so interesting because it's almost like. I don't know if Andy Reid was distracted because of the stuff going on with his son. Obviously, that's that's even coming out and be, be, beginning to get worse than what we thought it was initially. Um, and Eric Bieniemy, we thought that we, he was going to step up, and he really maybe there's a a reason why he hasn't been picked up as a head coach because that that performance from that whole offense it was almost like they weren't prepared, they weren't ready to play or or something like that. I'm not going to say the whole offense first of all. It's the front. It's the old line. It's the old line. I'm because Kelsey had. I believe it was over 100 yards receiving because I did win that prop with that. I mean, it was Patrick Mahomes was just having to make plays with his legs because that O line gave him no time. Well, I mean, the his run- receivers didn't help him out either. Exactly. There was, I mean, whether I think it was uh, Tyree Kill had it hit him in the face. Yeah, it was either and Hill so or, did Michael yeah, Hardman. Yeah, Hardman. I was gonna say Hardman with the one I can remember vividly, but he had no help. There wasn't on the enemy. It was more no 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 help at all from the line, none whatsoever. And the Buccaneers defense wins championships, and that's exactly what the Buccaneers did. Yeah. If you hold a team to not score a touchdown and only have nine points in a Super Bowl, you are nine times or you are ten times out of ten going to win that game. Yeah. Ten times out of ten. It well, was... now uh, forcing an offense that's that good to be only to to be one dimensional and make Patrick Mahomes plant his back foot and like throw off throw off at an off angle then you're gonna win football games mm-hmm. i mean if you're like like i said if you're a broncos fan this is exactly how you beat this team this is because this defense has been shaky all year we we thought chris jones and tyron matthew and danny sorison were gonna be the rock of this tyron matthew was the the cause of all their issues yeah he i mean him barking at brady that was the worst thing you could have done but that i mean poking at the bear talking about barking up the wrong tree he did not he did not. I mean, he he messed up big time. He caught a pick, threw off, threw off his helmet, got called back, and then Tom Brady threw a Gronk to a TD to play after. Yeah. I mean, you do not poke at Tom Brady and get him pissed off because the last thing you want to do is see Tom Brady bend it over, focused, pissed off, wanting to win another Super Bowl because that's that's bad news for everyone. It is bad news for everybody, and I think it's it's interesting that Todd Bowles' defense was able to do so well, and then you think maybe. How bad is that front office for New York? How bad is that front office for the Jets? Because Todd Bowles was their head coach. He did. He was at one point the leader they of that team. Fired him for Adam Gase. Yeah, they fired him for Adam Gase, which is another thing that we could talk about. We but, could be talking about different Jets organization if they kept Bowles and did not hire Gase. Probably, I think Saul is not in New York at that time. And Bowles, he had he struggled, but that was more roster because they had nobody. Uh, it's an interesting Super Bowl victory too for Tampa Bay. Because they are the most diverse coaching staff. I saw a stat today, both African-American coordinators, they have, I think, three full-time female coaches as well. 
So Bruce Arians, even though he came in and, and was an assistant to Paul Bear Bryant way back in the day, still he, crazy. To he me. is still crazy. To he me. is very progressive, and and it's finally. I feel the same way about Bruce Arians winning the Super Bowl this year that I felt about Andy Reid winning it last year. It's just good to it. see a guy that deserved it and has done this for so long finally break through. Um, and and this team was built. The Tampa Bay this Tampa Bay team was built to win the Super Bowl this year. Yes. Who knows about what's going to happen in the future? But this year they were going to go and and make their biggest run in the championship, and they took advantage of it. And they played their best game of the year in the most important game, um, without a doubt. Like if you look at this team on paper, it's the Tom Brady effect. Um, it's it's the Tom Brady effect in full swing. This team last year with Jameis Winston was doing nothing, mm-hmm. and then throw in um, throw in Tom Brady and Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, who are who are already great receivers, turn into elite. Mm-hmm. And then also adding Gronk to 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 partner up there with Tristan Wirfs. That's what look look Tristan Wirfs rookie left tackle, and he played his lights out. That yeah. I mean that's what the I'm going to keep going back to it. That's what the Packers should have done. At least do something along those lines that is effective right now because the Buccaneers didn't draft a quarterback at 13. They knew what they had been Tom Brady. So they were like, you know what? Let's get him protection. Let's do exactly what we need to do. Play, play off Lenny, ladies and gentlemen, who got cut. I think it was the second or third cut, week yeah. of the year. And look what he did in the Super Bowl. This team, they, they all bought in. That's what it takes to win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Everyone buying into the role and then doing what you need to to win a Super Bowl. And – whether it be that defense led by Antoine Winfield, a rookie, or Tristan Wirfs on the old line, a rookie, or Tom Brady, the 43-year-old legend, top to bottom, man, this Buccaneers team put out a performance of a lifetime, and they're going to be forever etched in the, in the record books. Yeah. And, I mean, we, we can talk about the Brady effect and, and why it's, it's no longer the Patriot way, it's a Brady way, but what he was able to do for the city of Tampa Bay and then also winning a Super Bowl there. Pa- Patriots fans, welcome to the Indianapolis Colts effect. Do you want to know what happened on on Saturday when, when, when Peyton Manning, or excuse me, on Sunday when Peyton Manning was on the field for the Hall of Fame inductees? He was wearing orange and blue. He was wearing orange and blue. Now imagine Tom Brady wearing brown or, and, and burgundy. I want him to do the creamsicle jersey. And the creamsicle jerseys? I want him the creamsicle jerseys. In the, in the Hall of Fame? Oh, Patriots fans are going to yak to that. I mean, Tom, Peyton Manning was wearing, had a little Colts helmet next to his little thing and a huge Broncos helmet. That just goes to show... Peyton Manning, although he started his career in Indianapolis, he's a Bronco through and through. He built and, that stadium, too. He built that new stadium. Yeah, and we could be pushing daisies where if Tom Brady wins, heaven forbid, three more, oh. we could remember him as an all-time great Buccaneer. Oh, Buccaneer. Do I mean, that hurts you, but it hurts Patriots fans more to hear that. No, it, it hurts me a good amount. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I mean – what do, what do we think about this Chiefs team? Because how do you – I mean, what caused them to just not show up? It, it didn't make any sense because they treated it like it was a, a regular road game after a, a bye. They didn't travel up until Saturday before. Um, was it the home field advantage? Was it something like that? Because, honestly, the Chiefs, they had a chance to be in it, but then after not converting off of that goal line stand that their defense got them, they just kind of deflated and never got back into a rhythm. It was weird. I, I didn't really understand why it happened until it was almost like they just got punched in the mouth and couldn't even come back. It was the I'm bored effect. Oh, everyone remembers when they came out and said that, I'm bored. We are killing everyone. Well, what happened when the biggest stage came up in a team that was built to win the Super Bowl, not built to run this league, built to last through to the last game of the year and dominate? The Chiefs were not built to last. 
They they relied heavily on Mahomes to win games for themselves. They had no running game at the end of the year with three great running backs, too. Mm. We saw nothing from Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, nothing from Darrell Williams. Le'Veon Bell didn't touch the field. And those guys should have been used more. You did exactly what you didn't do the year before. Excuse me. And this Chiefs team, the, the Buccaneers, I mean, give them credit 100%. They, they, they played – they made the Chiefs show their weaknesses. Defensively, unable to slow down the middle of the field with the tight ends. Tyron Matthew not be able to lock up Gronk or whoever is coming up the middle. Their run game, god-awful. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, their flaws came to show and this showed in the biggest game of the year why, Patrick, why this game is not led by a quarterback. Obviously, the quarterback position is the most important position on the field when it comes to the offense, but you have to have everyone around you. And the Chiefs, the Chiefs were shown that they're one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Shown they're one-dimensional. I mean, I'm going to keep going back to it because obviously I'm a, I watched that game in depth. But that Broncos game, the second Broncos game in Kansas City, showed exactly how to beat them. You use your tight end thoroughly, and you force them to kick field goals. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, this is, I think, I, I mean, I don't know the exact stat on this, but I think this is the first time Patrick Mahomes and, and Andy Reid have been held without a touchdown in a single game. Yeah, it's their lowest point total, plus the only time that they've never scored a touchdown. The, which is nuts. And the, the it's not, it's like, I'm going to go back to it. The biggest step, the biggest loss wasn't Britt Reid. It was Eric Fisher. That's the biggest loss right there. Because, like we said, Shaq Barrett, JPP dominated the line of scrimmage the whole time of the game, and Mahomes had no help at all. No, and it, having a left tackle come in from off off the off the bench and have to play in the Super Bowl, that's not easy at all. No, but I was also thinking the same point that you made on NFL Unhinged about the coaches just being able to step up because they're used to – this is the year that you prepare for somebody not to be able to show up. I thought the same thing was going to be true for that offensive line because the Chiefs, everybody on the offensive line room has played – a lot this year for Kansas City. They haven't had the same starting five for more than four weeks in the season, I think, when they lost Mitchell Schwartz, mm-hmm. and then now they, they lost their other. It shows what having two of the best pass-blocking tackles can do for a young quarterback because Patrick Mahomes doesn't win a league MVP and a Super Bowl MVP before he's 25 behind guys that aren't all pro status, and that's what Eric Fisher and, and Mitchell Schwartz are. Uh, it was a lot bigger – I thought that the defensive line was going to be a big X factor. And it's the same way that the Broncos beat Brady. You just hit him as many times as you can. I think Mahomes was touched on 75% of his dropbacks. Just even whether he was sacked or pressured or anything, just touched afterwards, it's annoying. Mm -hmm. And if you get knocked down that many times, you don't want to pick yourself back up. It's frustrating. Yeah, frustrating a lot. And that's how they beat Brady for so long. Brady got to experience the other side of that. Because Peyton Manning didn't win the AFC Championship in 2015. Mm -hmm. That defense just beating Brady every single chance they got. Exactly. Won that, that AFC championship. That front seven dominated the line of scrimmage, and then having T.J. Ward and Keith Tlaib, Chris Harris on the back end made life hell for Brady. It was, it's a very similar defense when you think about it, other than the linebackers, mm-hmm. because those linebackers, Levante David, Devin White, two inside, best linebackers yeah. in, in football. Mm-hmm. Inside linebackers. I, I'm going to say inside linebackers because that's just the pure position. But, yeah, best inside linebackers in football. When it comes to outside linebackers, it's a little different story. But either way, it's the best inside linebacker court in football by far i if i was a coach i want those two guys and i'll build a team around yep. them whether yep. whether or not i have any other capital if i have those two guys on my defense i know that i'm going to be okay mm-hmm. at certain points and and you can run a tampa two effectively because that was a, a thing for a while 
tight ends were getting so fast and so big that you couldn't run the Tampa 2 anymore because linebackers can't cover. Monte David and Devin White covered the shit out of Travis Kelsey yesterday. Didn't have a touchdown. I'm, I'm apologizing again, Spencer. I feel really bad about that. It's like, oh, no, it's 100%. He'll get a touchdown. Trust me. Trust me. Just put down the money. It was bad. I would have done the exact same thing. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm not hating on that at all. It, it does. is what it is. The national anthem hit over. That just, is true. Just it letting you know. Over. I know. And I didn't even start I didn't start timing it up until I think I missed 30 seconds, and it still hit the over with my, yeah, my screwed up ta- clock. Tails also failed me. So first time in history, Tails failed me. If, when it's heads, it spreads, and it was just bad bad juju throughout the rest of the field when, when that happened. It was not good. Let's, let's, let's touch about this um, Brady effect too real quick because I'm, I firmly believe this diminishes the Patriots' legacy. I think this this shows that – because if because the Patriots, why couldn't have they made the playoffs this year with Cam Newton? Because this is the Tom Brady effect. Brady changes the whole world or a whole whole game plan, the whole thought around the team. Bel- Belichick is a good coach, but if he can't make the playoffs next year without without Brady, I think this gets bad or worse for your Patriots fan. And it wasn't the Patriot way; it was a Brady way. Yeah. Um, I think obviously people would say that Brady is assistant quarterback and blah blah blah. Well, newsflash. Brady is the system. Oh, he's, he's a system quarterback, but he works in a lot of different systems. He is the, exactly like I said. Yeah. He is the system. He is like the, he he knows how to win games and how to get an offense going the right direction when it comes. Because he had no right with that terrible offense last year to be in the playoffs. Yeah, no right at all. And he they still scratched the, uh, or a division title and gave the Titans a run for their money in the playoffs last year. Yeah. Um, so with talent around him, Brady is the best quarterback in the league. And when he like I said, he is the system, and wherever he goes. He knows what to, what it takes to get that next level, and that's the kind of quarterback. That's the kind of player guy like Bill Belichick needs. He needs because everybody says that Brady is the guy who lets Belichick cuss him out and, and treat him like he is a rookie. Like what Lewis said, Peyton ta- told that rookie who dropped a pass, "Yeah, it's your bad. Go tell him you're not going to sign your contract." That Belichick would kill him on the field, like verbally assault him. But since everybody else saw that Brady could be verbally assaulted, everybody else tried to be better than what they were so it, it, it worked when he had a player like that and I don't think Cam Newton was that guy I don't think that they have a guy in the, in that locker room right now and I don't think Julian Edelman could take over as that guy because Julian Edelman is the biggest if you want to talk about six shades of Brady Julian Edelman basically is borderline Ted too I'm going to make Tom Brady my baby's daddy oh yeah I mean if if like like I said those Young receive those young white receivers. Yeah, I mean it's just the fact. Of the matter is, Scotty Miller's also Scotty very Miller, very fast. Yeah, Scotty Miller's fast too. But if you look at Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, Scotty Miller's career, if they're on a different team for most of their career and didn't have the quarterbacks that or didn't have Tom Brady in their lives their their whole career, probably not in the NFL. Let's let's be honest here. That, yeah. That's just the fact of the matter. Tom Brady loves using those small slot receivers. That's true. It's it's something to think about. Let's transition a little bit now. Uh, we'll do the let's do the NFL honors first. So I'll pull up that list, but uh, really not too many surprises. Um, Kevin Stefanski, I think, might have been. You know, we thought that he could win it, but I thought Sean McDermott, having gone farther in the playoffs, was going to take it. Kevin Stefanski ended up winning Coach of the Year. I, I didn't hate it, but obviously, I mean, all the both those coaches were well deserving. Mm-hmm. It was no. I mean, every everybody who got an award really deserved it. Um, Walter Payton, Man of the Year, Russell Wilson. He he does a lot. He's the cringiest. Like I thought it was weird him sitting next to Goodell in the Super Bowl. 
Yeah. I just thought that was weird at all. But, I mean, hats off to Russell Wilson because he does do a lot of great things in the community. I think he still goes to – I don't think he does anymore with the pandemic going on. But he w- would go to the Children's Hospital every – I think it was either Monday or every Saturday before or after a game. And, and that he does a lot of great things to the community. So I'm glad he got honored that way. Yeah, I just think that he's uh, – his public he, – he's, like, so secure in himself and doesn't think that anything he does is weird that it's all weird. He's he's like that dad that's trying to fit in on social media and it just doesn't quite fit. He deserve he should be on one of those State Farm commercials. Hey, he woke up early. Nobody cares. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's he he gives me that kind of vibe. But Aaron Rodgers wins MVP. His uh, second so. second or third? I believe it was the second. Second MVP still has three to go if he wants to catch Peyton. That's sure. that's just saying just throwing that out there. But he did have a, a great year. Um, and then offensive player of the year went Derrick Henry, which makes no sense. No surprise there. No, and and it, I really think that MVP is basically best quarterback, yep. and then offensive, offensive player, player of the year, of the year should be somebody else. I gave it to Deshaun Watson just because I think 4,800 yards should be an MVP yeah. season. Um, but if they won games, he would have easily mm-hmm. been the MVP conversation. Yeah, and Derrick Henry rushing for 2,000 yards without an All-Pro offensive line yeah. something. Something very scary. Aaron Donald won Defensive Player of the Year. There was a lot of heat ab- yeah, that, around that this one. Yeah, that was the most heated one. I don't understand why where the heat came from because he he demands triple teams. He doesn't even yes, demand double teams. teams. Look, TJ Wall had a great year. Do no no doubt about it. I had a great year. If it would have gone to either one, it would have been no hate at all. Don't both give me that it. cat bullshit both, though. Afterwards, both, I mean, you gotta do a little bit. It, it's for the entertainment, Jimmy. Yeah, but TJ, you know that the Watts <laughs> don't even know how to. You know that somebody was like, "Hey, TJ, you should post this." Oh, because I bet it's twenty funny. bucks. It was JJ. No, I, <laughs> I think JJ's. The whole Watt family seems kind of fake to me. Like the, the hard they, knocks with JJ was weird because they, nobody does that after a two a day practice, going out and doing your own own stuff. And and I don't. TJ Watts never been out in the media. Other than his tag show that he hosted with his two brothers, which was awful. That was not a good good thing that they did. It just seems so forced. Jimmy, J.J. Watt came out and straight up and said that he knows he's cringe. He said he said that he knows he's cringe. Then why do you do it? I he don't get it. He does it for fun to oh. see everybody lose their minds. You don't think – it's J.J. Watt and T.J. Watt – like I said, our, our pro bowlers going to be – J.J. Watt's a Hall of Famer. T.J. Watt, if he continues on this path, will be a Hall of Famer. Like – they're living life. They're just having fun. Yeah, That's the way they live, Jimmy. That's true. It's, it's, it's cringe, but they know it's cringe. Hey, Aaron Donald's been the best player in the league for the past three That's years, true. so he wins Defensive Player of the Year just based off that. Yeah, no, I I mean, I'm not going to hate it all. Like like, it, like like I said, either way, yeah. those are the top two options. That, that's so true. Aaron Donald should have won MVP, so then TJ Watt could have won Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, but then then we're taking it away from Aaron Rodgers. And he can win Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah, then, then there's a whole divi- there, then somebody's gonna worse. get left out, and TJ Watt. Was I'm, I'm glad that it was you that got left out because you're just a Steelers fan, <laughs> and you're gonna be hating life when JJ uh, Watt becomes a Steeler as well, along with his brothers. Yeah, it's gonna be awful. I don't <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like the sound of that. Offensive Rookie of the Year. Another AFC West division rival, Justin, Justin Herbert. Oh, hold on, Justin Herbert didn't win games. He did not win football games. Let's put it this way: he put up good numbers. They didn't win football games. It was it went to it should have gone to Justin Jefferson. It should have. It should have gone it to Justin have. Jefferson. Justin Herbert didn't win football games. Everyone can give all the hype in the world, but what happened when the Broncos were at home and you had a twenty point lead going into the fourth quarter and the Broncos come back? You can't no. 
No, the dude doesn't know how to win football games. He can have all these stats he wants. He'll be the Drew. You know what? I saw a great comparison. He's going to be the Drew Brees. He is going to be a quarterback that puts up these wild numbers, wild numbers, but can only will never be able to get to the peak. Drew Brees was lucky one year. I think Herbert may get lucky one year, but I don't know if it's with the Chargers. Uh, because um, he, he's going to put up these wild numbers, but it's not going to, to translate to wins. It doesn't matter. It's an interesting thing. I mean, obviously, normally you would pick somebody who's an actual winner in the league. Uh, Justin Jefferson is is in a different situation because he's a receiver. I don't necessarily hate it. I mean, he did just break the all-time rookie record for touchdown passes, 10 interceptions. Now, it, it, he had a good year. And I think on it, I don't know necessarily if him not winning games was on him. His not winning games was on Anthony Lynn. Let's let's be completely honest there. That's well, who then they not have winning no games excuses next year. I'm just telling That's, you, right now, no excuses. I next think year. that they're going to be really good next year. And I shout out Eckler because Eckler's going to be yeah, Herbert. Ek- yeah, Eckler was hurt half the year too, yeah. so that didn't help. I think they they're, they're going to be a pretty deadly offense next year. AFC West might turn into the NFC West here coming up. AFC West is, I mean, I think it's still the best division of football. What the Raiders might do if the Broncos somehow get a Sean Watson. Imagine. Imagine that. Oh, uh, man. We'll see. We'll see. Defensive Rookie of the Year was Chase Young. That was deservedly so. I don't think there's no bark about that at all. No, I don't think I heard anything. Uh, Antoine Winfield might have been a little bit upset. Or... Yeah, just, just because he was in the Super Bowl as team won. But either <laughs> way, that uh, was well-deserved. Yeah. I, I think that Winfield's probably a guy who would rather go with the team win than him yeah. his win. Comeback Player of the Year, Alex Smith. Deservedly so. Whoever was the idiot that voted Ben Roethlisberger and Alex Smith wasn't unanimous, you deserve to never be able to vote for any award again. Uh, Let's put that out there right now. You don't deserve to vote for anything ever again. No, you're on you're on ever baseball again. you're on baseball writer status, this, baseball Hall of Fame voter yeah, status. Yeah, that should have been the first time. I don't know. Actually, maybe not the first time. The, one of the first times where a player has won unanimously vote, and there was none more deserving than Alex Smith. No, this should be the Alex Smith comeback player of the year. It award. should be named here once he retires. That that's it's. I don't I don't understand. Watching who those was. videos back and watching all those. Um, the, like watching that documentary on ESPN and seeing all those things with all those playbacks, it is absolutely crazy what happened to his leg. And considering he led his team into a playoff game mm-hmm. or into a, into the playoffs, although, yeah, the, their division sucked. But either way, he still was a part of getting that team to the playoffs. Being able to do that and that team almost beating the Super Bowl champs, that that's that's goes without saying. It says something for, for sure. Now let's go into the other honors that were given out this past weekend. And let's talk about Peyton Manning first. Hall of Fame, Hall of Famer. Apparently, his deliberation took all of 13, 13 seconds. seconds basically, yeah. basically, as long as his cadence would have been. Um, but they not only did he wear Bronco stuff when they announced it on the Super Bowl, they announced it in Power Field in Mile yeah. High, which I think it was. I think it was just luck that it, he ended up being in Denver for Peyton's places. I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure he. Well, he lives here, so he does. He, but he, I think I think that he is more than likely going to be here because he still does a I mean his interview at the Hall of Fame with with uh Baker at the Hall of Fame when they were doing it on Saturday night was him in the tra- or in the training facility in Denver because I've se- I've seen that because in the background there that's that was the Broncos practice facility. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like I said, he's a Bronco for life. I uh, mean, uh, Colts fans, I'm sorry, but that 18 orange jersey is going to be much more notable than that 18 Colts jersey. Oh man, DJ's just not, not liking life if he's listening to this this podcast. Just spin right facts. The dude broke all the records in the Broncos jersey. Got to remember that too. That's true. He he had his more successful years or more explosive years in Indianapolis, but that's you can't deny what he did in Denver. That's true. Uh, another first ballot Hall of Famer, Megatron. 
He, that was deservedly so. I don't know about first ballot, but he definitely deserves it. It's unfortunate his career was stuck in Detroit, of all places. Uh, I would have loved to see him with a quarterback that is stable. <laughs> Imagine him for one year under Aaron Rodgers, with Aaron Rodgers' quarterback. That's true. God damn, that would have been so much fun. He did, he had Matt Stafford. I mean, he was – he, he they, him and they, Matt yeah. Stafford were deadly. He He's probably the reason why Matt Stafford ended up going for two first-round picks. Yeah. But it, he didn't get enough time with him, and he didn't get enough time with a, a real team that could make something other than 2013 when Dez had his weird little – it's a catch, nuts, not a catch. Yeah. Uh, it was it was a bad year, but another guy, Charles Woodson, also first ballot Hall of Famer. Also very, very Interesting. deservedly so, yeah. I think. It was, it was first, he's the only defensive player to win the Heisman Trophy, mm-hmm. and now he is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Should have had two Super Bowls because the Raiders should have beaten the Patriots that first mm-hmm. year. Patriots dynasty never should have happened. The tuck rule is bullshit. They took it out of the rule the following year. So let's not talk about that. We don't have to get into that. I don't want to talk about Tom Brady anymore. Uh, but another interesting guy that ended up getting inducted uh, Tom Flores, who mm-hmm. was a longtime head coach for the Raiders, and I believe he was the first Hispanic head coach uh, or head coach of Hispanic descent to be able to, to win the championship suit. So there was a lot of, I think, deserved first, ballers on, fa- deserved first ballot finishers. There's a couple guys that got snubbed, Jared Allen being one of them. He got snubbed. but I, I think he'll, he'll get his time soon. I just think there was – this year there were just so many great candidates. Yeah, it, and there was a lot of a lot of guys that uh, they get left out every year. Clay I mean, John, Matthews Sr., there's another one. that Clay Matthews Sr. was a, a very, very yeah, good player. Yeah, and his, that was his last year. He didn't get in. Mm. So that's 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 a little tough. But um, either way, there's a lot of deservedly so. I think Jared Allen will get his due. But like you said, Megatron, you could argue maybe not first ballot, but Peyton Manning first ballot 100%. Charles Woodson 100% first ballot. Does John Lynch go in as a Bronco? No, he'll be a Buccaneer. He'll, I, I believe, yeah, he'll be a Buccaneer because he won that Super Bowl with them, mm-hmm. uh, with, with John Gruden way back when. But he, he'll be a Buccaneer. But um, he, what he did here in Denver for four, maybe four or five years. I think it was four years. Um, what goes without so? He was one of the toughest safeties this city has had. I still wish that he was the GM here. I hope maybe San Francisco falls apart in some shape or form and Kyle Shanahan comes back home, John Lynch comes back home, and that just would be the dream scenario because Kyle Shanahan, like I said, went to our high school, went to Cherry Creek, and John Lynch has ties to the city. I think if those two were leading this Broncos team, this team would be be taking off to the new heights. They seem to be pretty happy in San Francisco. I know, I know. Maybe something blows up. You you, you want to advance Joseph over Kyle Shanahan? I no 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 no. I did not say that, no, oh, I, no no no. That's what happened. I, that's, I never said that. I'm not. I'm not I, saying that you. The idiots of management did that. The fan base. I, I mean, because they didn't want Mike Shanahan legacy with Kyle Shanahan, which was an idiotic move. It was not a good. Thing. I don't say me. Don't do it ever because I represent not, Broncos country I, on this podcast. I represent Broncos country and 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 saying that we do not like Vance Joseph. And that he, we don't, we, it's the same mentioning with Josh McDaniels. We, do, we, it was two years, two bad years we forget about. Move on over our heads. And Baxton Lynch was a good pickup in the first round. Okay, Jimmy. <laughs> When's the last time your team won a playoff game? Uh, 1991. Exactly. Thank you. We're, um, we're both in the cellar. I own that. I own that. <laughs> but that's fine. Let's wash our hands in football season. Hey, football season, look. There we go.
washed our hands in it. That's that's good. Now, now let's move on yeah. into the sports that are going to be what we dominate pretty much most of the conversation with now. And let's uh, let's talk about NBA first. Let's let's go basketball. What's been the big news that that has kind of been coming out? I know the Nuggets got close against the, the Lakers the other night. Adam Silver made a few phone calls and. And LeBron ended up walking away with and the victory. So, and somehow the Nuggets got in a bonus with six fouls after four minutes into the first or second, third quarter. Somehow, I don't know how that happened. Somehow, they're also, as we're recording this, losing ninety-three to eighty-eight to the Bucks. So. I mean, Bucks are a good team. Look, look, the, the Nuggets have their flaws. Nuggets have their flaws. Don't get me wrong. This team, we know Gary Harris for the past two weeks now. Jamal Murray has been hurt. Um, we we've. Will Barton inconsistent play? This team has to find their identity. They have to find their identity because right now it's Nikola Jokic, fifty feet of crap, and everyone else. Because right now the only person that's willing us to any wins these days is Nikola Jokic. Mm-hmm. Torrey Michael Porter Jr. has had some good games, but he's been hot and cold. Like I said, Will Barton is the most inconsistent player I've ever seen in Nuggets uniform. Paul Millsap has been hot and cold. Jamal Murray has been nagging every injury in the book. For about a month now, I mean, like I said, the only other consistent player out for outside Jokic has been Monte Morris. Yeah, Monte's been good. And you gotta get you gotta get PJ Dozier back, and you have to see what you have in Marjorie Hampton. You have to see what you have because with this many injuries, Will Barton is not putting up any numbers. He thinks he's still a number one option on this team. He's not a one, two, three, or four option. He's the fifth option in the starting lineup, and he should not be starting games. Yeah, this team is. Terrible defensively. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Terrible? Ter- Are you going terrible? Terrible, terrible, terrible. Terrible. Yeah, terrible. And the third quarter is the some of the worst basketball I've seen in Nuggets history. Because you get off to a great start. We're, we lead, led the Lakers a half. We were leading the Bucks after the first quarter. Mm-hmm. But that second, third quarter is just where things just get bad to worse. It's it's not been looking good. So what do the Nuggets do at the trade or, or before the trade deadline? How do they get themselves... Because they should, they should be Western Conference Finals team this year. It they have the they we thought they were going to have the pieces coming into the season, especially after Jamal Murray's bubble performance. We thought that they were going to be that team. That's How do last, they get there? That's the last thing Jamal Murray has done that's notable was the bubble performance. But obviously, I'm shooting days and days and I want Brad I want Bradley Beal. I, it's it, obviously that'd be the the number one answer that I would love to see. Is he going to get out though? Because I heard that he yeah, might not really yeah, like. Now he doesn't necessarily want to leave, and I don't know why, but whatever. And if you're the Nuggets, you have to get a backup big. You have to in the second group. What Hardenstein? Jermichael Green is a good power forward. He cannot guard another team's second best center. Or oh, if Jermichael Green was going up against Anthony Davis, that's, that's a bad news. It's you bad got you got all Bull Bull is not there yet. Everyone thought Bull Bull was going to fill this role, but he still is a stick figure, so he can't fill into that power forward center role. So you have to go out there, maybe get a Javale McGee. Yeah, I know Nuggets oh, fans. Boy. Nuggets fans oh, are cringing boy. at that name. I got a better shot than Javale McGee. Yeah, the Nuggets fans are cringing at that name just because. Because what all the back history of him and the Nuggets, but there's there's people out there where you can possibly try to figure out like a lower level team that that is that is tanking necessarily, where you can get a backup center or backup power forward that is going to be a defensive imposer. Because Jokic is your offense, but where where are you getting defensively? Millsap is not the best defender anymore. Um, you can't guard a sa- guard a wing to save your life. No, their defense is god awful. 
I mean, we're going to keep going back to it every single week, but Jeremy Grant, Tory Craig, two best defenders are Could have tried to hold on to one of them. I mean, like, it's just... Or, I mean, may, or even Plumlee, because Plumlee would be a better defensive presence than what we see on the, on the floor right now. And that, I mean, that, yeah, that's pushing it, too. But at least try to do something at the deadline. I don't need a big blockbuster, but try to get what you can at the backup center position. Because right now, we're wasting a career year from Jokic. Mm-hmm. Him dropping 47, it was, against the... Um, Jazz and then dropping 50 against the Kings and losing against the Kings. Obviously, he won the game's Jazz, but losing to the Kings with dropping 50 that's unacceptable, man. Like, yeah. like you have to get help. If, if you would have told me that Jokic drops 50 points against the Kings, I would be asking you, damn, did we beat them by 20 or 30? And we lost by 10. Yeah, that's like no help, no help at all. I'm asking again, Tim Conley, I trust you more than any GM in the state. Right up there with 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 Joe Sackick, but you gotta do get him some help. Either get Jamal Murray out of his head, or get Michael Porter Jr. a solidified number two option. Get Will Barton off the floor. Someone sit him down and tell him that his role is no longer a scorer on this team. Someone tell him. I don't because everyone is watching this. He is a walking turnover. He is not efficient from the field. We have to have some defensive stability, especially with Gary Harris out. Because if Gary Harris is the is the reason why we're sucking on defense and him not being there, then we're in big trouble. There's a they're in a worse position than I thought they were going to be at all this season. Um, let's move on from basketball. We talked a little bit about Bradley Beal maybe not wanting to trade. Uh, NHL, the Avs have had a, a nice little break here. Hopefully that helps <laughs> out. The quote unquote break. Well, yeah, it's due to COVID uh, protocols and stuff like that. Apparently Minnesota had people on their team that that had it. They didn't do anything about it. Um, a whole a whole big thing, but they won't come back until Sunday. Um, but oh, another quick thing, sorry, the NBA with KD. That's a whole weird situation too because he played half a game, and then he, he so he was ruled out with COVID uh-huh. or with cr- contract tasting. He then he then they ruled him deemed able to play. Played half a game, then they pulled him. So that's a whole other another thing. It's weird how they're figuring it all out. I just don't understand why the tests come back in the middle of the game. Yeah, like, I just don't understand. Include like the the Wild is a great example of this too. Like it just makes no sense why, like going back to the Justin Turner and the World Series thing. Why does that come out right during the game? Because you have there's 24 hours in a day. I believe the test comes out in the morning. Right? It's not like they're swabbing their nose two two minutes before game time. I don't know. I'm pretty sure they swab them the morning of every game or morning of every practice. Yeah, and probably so, before then too. Yeah, so I don't understand NBA, NHL. They all got to do a better job with that. There's a lot of things that they got to learn, and I think they will. But the, the I think this helps the Avalanche. And really, like we said last week, they weren't in a bad position anyways. They're still tied with, uh, I believe, Vegas for the yeah, division Vegas. lead. And they're coming back against the Blues on Sunday. We saw what they can do to the Blues. I know that the Everything's it'll be different going, yeah. without McKinnon, but it, honestly, like we said, just keep McKinnon, bring him back healthy. It was a blessing in disguise. Like, look, we, really? we just missed yeah. a, a week of games, so now we can reschedule those if he's back healthy time. But we just gave the whole team a week off. Yeah, obviously COVID cautionary, but it 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 has to help giving some fresh legs. Right? It ends up working out, and it it looks good. The only thing that I'm a little bit wary of now in the NHL. That perfection line in Boston looks pretty good. Marchand, Pasternak is back now, 
and uh, I can't think of the other guy who who's on that line. With Bergeron. Him. Bergeron, yeah. But they're they're scoring like nobody's business. I mean, uh, Pasternak has five goals in the four games that he's been back. Alpasta has been unbelievable. Yeah, it's, um, it looks scary coming out, especially if they could do that to the teams in the East Division. They're going to be able to do that to whoever they play in the in the conference semis. No, they're going to be – I mean, we, we all predicted them to be – up toward the Eastern Conference. I picked them at six. Yeah, you, oh, you picked them at six. I thought they'd still be near the top. Um, obviously, the Chara loss hurts them a lot, but either way, they've been putting out a great performance. It's right now. It's great to see. Like you, you got to be positive. You got to look at this. Like, yeah, they're scoring a lot of goals right now. But when it comes to playoffs, what can your defensive goaltender do? Because yeah. Tuka, what? Who knows what they're? You don't know what you're gonna get from Tuka Rask every night, and that may hurt them in the long run. So. That's, I mean, that's that's that, where it's going to be hit or miss for this Boston team. That that's game, the same thing that goes for the Avs, too. That game three against Tampa last year in the playoffs, I think it's the game that they kind of decided they wanted to let Chara go. Tampa was just flying right past the yeah. defense. It, it was not pretty. So there's there's something to be said about getting rid of kind of – I'm not going to call Chara dead weight because he did have a lot of um, other things that he brought yeah, to the floor, sure. but he was basically dead weight at that point. When you have Braden Point flying down the ice the Florida man version of Nathan McKinnon. Char is not going to keep up with him. Char is not going to keep up with Kucherov being able to pass it between his legs, up off, bounce it, and then knuckle puck it and, and go in. It's just not going to happen anymore. Um, but uh, hopefully the NHL kind of figures themselves out, like we said, along with the NBA and the COVID tracing and everything like that. Now we have another UFC pay-per-view coming up. We didn't bring Rev in because, and we should have brought him in for this one because Kamara Usman is a Nigerian champion. He loves his Nigerian fighters. We finally get to see him fight Gilbert Burns. And I thought Gilbert Burns was getting this chance a little bit too premature, but then going back through some of his record, it makes a little bit of sense. Uh, but before we get to them, is there any... I mean, I think the Kelvin Gastelum fight is probably the other most entertaining fight other than that. I mean, I, I like the Basie Barber fight. I, she hasn't... Last time she fought was when I was at the Cowboy versus Conor McGregor fight. And she's a young, up-and-coming stud. So I think she could make some noise here. Um, so that's that's another fight that I'm looking forward to. But Usman versus Burns, that this fight should have happened. I forgot what month it was. It was either July or it was, and beginning. Of I August. think it was August. August, yeah. Um, but that's that's going to be a great fight. Obviously, it's not the money maker that everyone loves to see. But this is a car. This is a fight that's really is going to show a lot because Gilbert Burns is no, um, no slouch. No, and both former teammates too. Yeah, they know each other pretty well. And Gilbert Burns is one of those Brazilians who's actually pretty good on his hands, too. He's of Muay Thai more than Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and it, that bodes well against Kamaru Usman, who's much more of a wrestler base, where he's going to... He's the classic ground-and-pound wrestler. He's not going to... He doesn't want to be on his feet all that much. He's not that dynamic on his feet, and he wants to take you down and bully you because he's an absolute animal, especially at 170 pounds. I think he walks around at 210, 215, yeah. very shredded, and then he gets down to 170 pounds, who knows how... He can't run. He's got so many knee problems that he can't run. So for his cardio, he just rides the assault bike. And he doesn't get tired during a fight. That's going to be the one thing. He's been in these five-round fights before. Gilbert Burns has not been in a main event or a five-round fight before. I I don't know how that's going to affect him moving into the later stages of the fight because we all know Kamaru Usman just gets better as the fight goes on. Yeah, Usman will try to trickle you down and try to impose his will for the whole fight. He's going to go five rounds. You'll hear about him beats the league a little bit later, what I pick for that. But... This like he's gonna try to impose his role, but Gilbert Burns has no has a great stamina as well. We we his last fight against 
Oh, who was it? I think it was, I think it was Woodley. Co- yeah, it was either Woodley or Covington, where he just dominated top to bottom, and he was just all, all over him, night in or the whole fight, and just took over. And I think he's. I mean, like I said, this five is this is not a fight where Usman was able to go into that game bread fight and be like, you know what, he's not gonna be able to last five rounds. Mm-hmm. There's no shot he went last five rounds and wins this fight. Well, now with Gilbert Burns, he can last five rounds and still come at you, keep coming, keep coming. So that's gonna play into Burns' game plan a little bit more. Um, do I do I think we see a knockout highlight reel? No, but don't be surprised if we see an upset here. I don't know. Plus two twenty. It's not the most. It's a generous line because I think it should be a lot closer. So be sure to get. If you're listening to this Wednesday, I'm sure it'll already have moved. Mm-hmm. Be sure to get your bets in quick if you do feel good about Gilbert Burns because by the time this closes, I say that it probably closes around plus one ten or plus yeah. one fifteen because it's not that big of a gap between these two. Uh, Kelvin Gastelum fight. I wanted to talk a little bit about a little bit just because he did compete for. The uh, at least interim title against Stylebender recently. That was one of the fights of that year. Yep. This Ian Heinish. Oh, Heinish. Don't disrespect Ian Heinish. Colorado guy. I didn't. I did not try hey, to disrespect yeah, him. I, I just you, needed I you, no. needed to figure out the, the pronunciation there. I oh, shoot. I did not know Heinish was on this card. Actually, no. He, I mean, Heinish is a from that Factory X team. He he has a lot of good promise. I'm. I, damn. I did not know he's on this card. That's going to be a lot more exciting now um, to look at. But Gaslam. I forgot. I think he fought one more time recently, but yeah. I forgot who against he, I'll, I'll he was pull it against. Up, um, but he did win that fight. I'm pretty sure. But Heinish mm. is a stud. Actually, he's on a three fight losing streak. Oh, Gaslam's <laughs> Gaslam's on a three who, fight. Who's he, who's he fought? Adesanya, Till, and Hermanson. Oh yeah, I do remember that Jack Hermanson fight. Yeah, now. the Joker. Jack he got submis- He got submitted in the first round there. Uh, split decision against Darren Till. Loss and then lost to Izzy in a unanimous decision. Yeah, shoot, damn. I mean, I did not know Heinrich was on this card now, but um, don't don't be surprised because I think Gaslam is probably the betting favorite right now. Minus two twenty, and then Heinrich is plus one eighty. Yeah, I I like the underdog here. Mm-hmm. I mean, Heinrich is he's an up and comer. Fourteen um, and three record. He's this is kind of like a gatekeeper fight almost. Yeah, they want to give him Kelvin Gaslam, who's in the top ten rankings, but he's not as high as he was, and anymore. Like around nine, beat Kelvin Gaslam, you move up into that eight nine spot. It's the same thing they did with Gilbert Burns at one seventy. It's just now they're doing it with Ian Heinish at, at one eighty five. Yeah, Heinish Heinish has a lot of great potential um, out of that factory X. Like I said, um, it's going to be interesting to see. This is like the basically the best competition he's he's facing his career though. Mm-hmm. So now big test here. Um, we haven't seen. I mean, Gaethje was the the closest that we've had since another Colorado um, top fighter to get to a belt. But I mean, we're we're gonna see it. We're gonna see a good card, top to bottom. Heinish, Gasolum, Micey Barber, Grasso, um, Maki Patolo. There's another one. Another uh, Tuesday Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series guy, a guy that I watched on there that I like watching a lot. Um, seven, Thirteen and seven's a salty record. Yeah, that isn't the, that isn't the greatest. But then, then <laughs> he's been doing it for a minute. And then you got Boom Brian Kelleher, the dude with a huge. Uh, um, I think it's like a like a. Thor Mjolnir on his chest. Hmm. Yeah, he, he's got a massive chest tattoo. I remember the only reason why I know that name is because he was like on like 
10 different cards over the pandemic like on fight oh, okay. nights like he was like 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 he fought he just like kept six flying times. back and forth yeah. Abu Dhabi. he was he was like always on he was the replacement fighter for half the fights during the pandemic yeah. or during like the height of the ufc being the only sport on tv good work if you can get it i, I would say that i'd have to fly first class if i'm going back and forth That's that many true. times uh you want to do most dominant team before we go to the break or after we can do it before. Real let's, quick. Okay, let's do it yeah. before. My most dominant team of the week, Tampa Bay Lightning. Seven one and one on the season. And they look just as dominant as they were last year. And this is like they're getting Stamkos back into play because Stamkos has won most dominant performer for them a couple of times. And now they're just waiting for Nikita Kucherov to come back and then add him to that line. And we saw what Stamkos and Kucherov can do by, with each other. Add in Braden Point oh, and Victor Hedman on the blue line. This Tampa Bay Lightning team is very scary moving forward once they get back to full strength. Mm. I mean, like you said, Lightning are hitting on all cylinders. I think they are they have the best point total in the league, and I could see them very easily winning the President's Trophy, even though it's this early on in the season. Yeah, and it, and it hurts to win that President's Trophy. So maybe they should have won the President's Trophy. I think – didn't they win it last year? Yeah, or it, it was It might have been the Bruins last yeah, year. Yeah, it was weird what they did at the President's Trophy because it wasn't as – a full season, yeah. so I don't, I don't know how that works out. But I'm going to go with some college basketball for my team or t- most dominant team of the week. The Baylor Bears men's team has won 17 straight, and they have run over the best of the best in the Big 12, and mm. they are hitting on all cylinders. Um, it's, it's February. That means we are one month away from the, most, the best basketball month in, in all of sports. Yeah. Or be- best, sorry, best month of basketball in like – in the world, college basketball, basketball, or NBA, or excuse me, NBA playoffs. But now it's not the NBA playoffs, but college basketball at its height. We're right on the cusp of it. And Baylor has been dominating top to the bottom. They handled Alabama, who's, yeah, they're, they're a football school. They're a football school. school. They're a football school, but they've been ranked in the top 15. They handled them by 20, I believe. They demolished another team by 35. They have been on a roll, and I cannot wait till next month with the March Madness because I want, I'm I'm excited to see. I want to go head. To, I can't excited to see the head to head between the two of us because oh, I'm dominated I, by March Madness pickups the last few years. I know hearing all the hype you have, and then me religiously filling out ten brackets every year. Oh, and, so. and it's I I piss people off because I don't watch a single college basketball game before I start filling out the bracket, and then you hey, still just kill it. I, I don't know what it is. I I don't know what it is, and I'm supposed to have if we get on the radio i might have to bring this up in gunnison when we're down there but i think I, i'm owed like a hundred dollar gift card for winning the bracket one time because the, school, the station sponsored the competition and i won hey maybe we do a little giveaway with our own stuff maybe some march madness stuff we could we got we some could. extra gear maybe maybe we do a giveaway we, Ooh, we, I don't we know. could possibly do that and <laughs> I, I don't know let's we'll let's get into the break we're going to introduce a new segment, and it's actually, if you listen to the preview on ColorCast, you'll know what's coming up. But we'll introduce a new segment, Off the Hinges, uh, presented by the Unhinged Sports Network and Fubo TV and Fanatics. So let's go ahead, let's listen to a couple of our partnerships, and we'll be back with the ending of this episode of Far Under the Bench here on the Unhinged Sports Network. Benchwarmers, we know you guys like to drink your craft beer, and that's a good thing because we're entering a partnership with one of the best youngest breweries in the western slope of Colorado, High Alpine Brewing Company. We know that there's a lot of listeners out there in Gunnison. You guys know what we're talking about with High Alpine, but Scott, the owner, and us to Nico and Jimmy for the Far End of the Bench podcast have entered into a working partnership with them, and there's going to be a lot of good stuff coming out like merch. We're going to have some possible giveaway deals with them. 
if you mentioned listening to the Far End of the Bench podcast, so there's great things coming with us and, the, and High Alpine Brewing Company. Exactly. Who doesn't like drinking beer while watching sports at a bar? That's the greatest combination there can be. Um, you got to go check out our, our friends up there. A lot of great things out of us and one of the best breweries in Colorado, hands down. Um, they got a lot of good stuff. Jimmy and I will be promoting their stuff like no other. I guarantee you that. We'll be wearing their shirts. Um, be sure to go on their website. They got good merchandise over there. Check them out there. And then obviously go taste their great beer because they have a great selection. Great selection, always on tap. Nice cold craft beer. Also follow them on Instagram at High Alpine Brewing Company. Look them up on Facebook also at High Alpine Brewing Company. They're one of the biggest and youngest breweries in Colorado. Go give them a shout out and help out the far end of the bench. Help us grow our brand. Thanks, guys. What's up, bench warmers? All right, we, we've been talking about Fanatics for a long time. We want to make sure that this thing stays up to date. So we mentioned last time that you can get national championship, conference championship gear. Well, now basketball season's in full swing, hockey season's in full swing, and now we're going to have to start looking for Super Bowl championship gear. Unfortunately, Nico, it's either going to be Tom Brady again or the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl gear. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to be getting any of that. But if you're a fan of either of those teams, you got to get it. you got to get it. Use the Fanatics link in our link tree. That's the most important thing. Um, go get your good stuff there because, like I said, go get you a Mile High City jersey. Nuggets have been rolling lately. Uh, they they uh, have a great red jersey out there. I believe you can get the Nordiques jerseys too for the Avs. Go get you some of those sick uh, retro reverse jerseys. No matter what team of fan or what fan of a team you are, um, go get you whatever it may be on Fanatics. He's got all the good stuff. Yep, link in our bio. It helps out the Unhinged Sports Network as a whole at FEOTB Pod, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to use it and help out the Unhinged Sports Network so we can continue to bring you great content. Thanks, guys. What's up, bench warmers of the Unhinged Sports Network? We got another thing to, to get to because, you know, nobody likes dealing with cable companies in 2020. And here at the Unhinged Sports Network, we wanted to cater to you guys to go into the new age, cut your cable cords with Fubo TV. We have a new link, a new partnership. You can go to the link in our bio, and if you sign up for a subscription through that link, you will kick back a little bit of money to the Unhinged Sports Network so we can continue to bring great content all across this platform. And we got big things coming up in 2021, so you're going to have to, to get in on this, and we're helping you out in the process. Yeah, make, make your life easier, man. No one likes dealing with cable companies. You don't get half the channels. Um, sometimes there's blackouts. That's not present with Fubo. You can get whatever you want. I can watch Sunday Night Football with no sweat. I can watch... Or, TN, or I can watch basketball on TNT anytime I want. Um, get, be sure to use Fubo, man. I'm definitely going to be using it. I hate paying for cable, so I'm going to be using that right right now as we speak, if we're being honest. And I want to make sure to get on that deal so now it's your turn to do the same. Help out the Unhinged Sports Network. Cut your cable cord. Come into the digital age. Thanks, guys. Benchwarmers, we got to introduce a new segment to you, Off the Hinges, presented by the Unhinged Sports Network and our partners, Fanatics and Fubo TV. This segment we're going to try out, it's basically another center of attention segment, but we're this is going to be a little bit more drawn out and, and more of a conversation. But we take something that's really got in, grinding in our, our gears, grinding our gears for the past week in sports. And really, I've been kind of sitting on this one for the entire NFL playoffs. 
So my dad is he's a very anti Patrick Mahomes, and it's not for the reasons that you think. I mean, he's a Broncos fan. He grew up in Colorado. It's not because he plays for the Chiefs. It's because of the celebration after a touchdown. And it got me thinking, like, what what is it with the old sports fan or the older generation sports fan that doesn't like anything new or doesn't like any progress to be made in the sport? Because there was a lot of backlash for the NHL when they had to sponsor their divisions because they're taking a money hit anyway, so they needed to sponsor those divisions. There was a blowback with that. There's been blowback... I'm, I'm sure my dad's not the only one who thinks Patrick Mahomes flexing after he gets a big play is, is unnecessary. But in the, in the end of it, who, who cares? What does, your, what does that opinion matter? And, and does it change anything that they're going to do? No, probably not. I'm sure next time Patrick Mahomes throws an 85-yard touchdown pass, no look behind his back, he's going to flex. It it's, goes back to the Cam Newton. Everyone remembers that Super Bowl run for the Panthers. Cam Newton was dancing after every touchdown. Superman dance. It goes back to the Aaron Rodgers discount double check. I like um, the discount double discount check. Discount double check or whatever it may be. I like the BJ Raji better, though. Yeah, I mean, because you're, no, you're a lineman. That's yeah. what you, had, you had to like it. What does that mean? Uh, hey, I don't hate Jonah's got me in shape. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, sports are fun. If – like kids, like when you people, these players right now love have loved the game since they were kids. We we both love our love sports more than anything. That's why we do this podcast and do this. Um, it's it's when you're doing something you love and get paid for it, you should be enjoying it. Mm-hmm. This is not something where you go up just act robotic. You do your play and then do it. Nowadays, people aren't dancing to rub it in to the other team. Yes, they do it every once in a while. Obviously, Tom Brady Super Bowl, but um, but like most of these dancing, most most of this is is because they're enjoying what they're doing. They're having fun, and that's that's what I mean. Football is is a strict sport, and when it comes to there's not a whole lot of flashy plays that can happen unless it's a trick play or whatever. Mm-hmm. When it comes to basketball, hockey. Um, whatever it may be, you can have the alley oops. You can have the behind the between the legs goal. Like there's different aspects to it. When it comes to football players, it's outrun. I can outrun you to the end zone. Like that's basically it. Yeah. Like it's not like like unless it's a flea flicker or something crazy along those lines. It's not really flashy. And when it comes to football, these guys have played for. Like I said, they've been playing since they were less than 10 years old. They're enjoying this game of football. That The way this game has been playing now is some of the better, best football we've ever seen because people are playing with passion. People are playing with, yet you're pissed off when you're not doing well, but at the same time when you are, you're hyping up your teammates. You're having fun. It's and made it's, the game so much more interesting. You know how many more people are watching ever since they allowed celebrations to come back on? It, it makes everyone has fun with it, unless you're the team it's going against, obviously. But The like, best team is the Seahawks because of all their receiver core yeah. dances and they choreograph them out. They should spend more time in their playbooks. Maybe they'd win, win another Super Bowl. Yeah, win another Super Bowl. I mean, but like, you got to give them some fun, man. Like, it, Look, sports are fun. This game, all these, all these games we talk about, and all these sports we talk about, they should be played with their hearts on their sleeve, man. Because if you're, if I, I, no one wants to watch robots go out there and do it. Because I would throw on the puppy bowl and have Boomer out there if I wanted to watch robots. If I want to watch human beings who are passionate about the game, who love to have fun playing the game of football do that and that's why it is it is okay to me although as much as i hate it when it goes against my team i don't hate it when my team does it and for that reason it should be constantly a, a positive in this league yeah I and mean, the, the barry there can be barry sanders in any 
that's his all. That's always the go-to is he scored a touchdown, turned the ball, turned to the ref, tossed him the ball. There can be those guys that aren't flashy and just decide that they want to win with their play, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But allow the game to be bigger and, and open it up for guys that can show off a little bit or like to let you know when they're doing well. It's not a terrible thing. It's good for the league. It's good for the eyeballs on it. And there's been the last few years, they've been saying that the NFL is losing viewers and it's going downhill. Mark Cuban's like, the NBA is going to overtake the NFL. Okay, slow your roll there. It's not going nowhere. It, the viewership, I honestly, I don't know where all these numbers are coming from when it comes to basketball, NFL, hockey. They just got put up. on Nickelodeon. Yeah, they're all up. Like, yeah. every, they, like what we've seen, like, all the games have grown. It's not like these are all just dropping to lower seller. It's not like there's only ten people watching, like watching a single game. Mm-hmm. Every sport is killing it. Yeah, everything is going in the right direction, and you can have your opinion. Just I, I don't, you don't need to be as vocal about it. Is all mm-hmm. I'm saying. Not not and not anybody in specific, but just take what you like in the game, and then find the player that that you like to watch. That's all. That's all you need to do. And then don't root for somebody to get his head taken off because he flexes his arm after a touchdown. As much as we hate Cor- Mr. Corvette, Corvette himself. Well, I mean, Von Bell hates him pretty pretty yeah, bad. Yeah, as much as we hate Mr. or hate on Mr. Corvette, Corvette Juju so much, he enjoys the game. He plays it with passion. And although what what his antics off the field sometimes result to his field, the Browns is the Browns. Browns is the Browns, and all that good stuff. But like these these guys are passionate and they're fiery about their teams and what they do. And that's a positive, in my opinion. It's not a negative. Yeah, and everybody always complains about the NFL. The guys getting paid so much money, they don't care about it. And they talk about uh, college sports and how everybody wears their heart on their sleeve. And then when they finally do it in the NFL, they complain that it's too much. Pull it back. Just be happy. Just enjoy that we have sports. Because remember, we could go back to March and not have any sports on TV. Remember around this time last year, everything decided, hey, no, we're – we're not coming back. Remember when we had to wait till every Sunday till the last dance to watch any sports throughout the week? That's true. I did actually. The last dance was that's the, the only thing one that saving was, grace. That's the only thing that was ever on for sports-wise at the beginning of this. We, we got to let the players enjoy the game. They dropped F-bombs on ESPN. And Nickelodeon. And Nickelodeon. <laughs> but they, they let F-bombs be dropped on ESPN because we were that bored. So just take the sports that they give you. That's all. It's, that's the main thing there. That's true. Um, for me, my off the hinges first one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go basketball here because the All Star voting, they need to fix this. This is some of the worst I've ever seen. First of all, yes, it's a popularity contest, but the top two vote getters right now. This is obviously biased. Should be Joel Embiid and Nicole Jokic. Those should be your captains right now. LeBron has had a good year, but what Embiid and Jokic have done, they should be the captains of this All-Star team. And I love what they did last year with the whole Kobe tribute and having them play to 24 at the end of the game and all that good stuff. But when it comes to the All-Star voting, Klay Thompson is the 10th most most voted All-Star point guard-wise in the West. And he hasn't played a game all year. He's not going to be able to play. He's not going to be able to play a game all year. And he's the tenth most like voted point guard in the West. That's terrible. The fan vote has gone to be an absolute joke. Whether it going back to the Zaza Pachulia days where he was almost an All Star, never forget that. And then I believe there was another year. Where, oh, they almost got Boban in last year. <laughs> like like it, like as much as I love those players, and actually I, I don't I don't love Zaza. 
don't get me wrong with that. I love Bobon because Bobon's fun. He's just he's just a big. I definitely know who you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So do you know who Bobby? I know who Bobon yeah, yeah, yeah. is, but yeah, I, the other guys. Yeah, don't worry. Zaza is a, is a head case as it is. Azuzu, Azuzu, yeah. Um, but like they gotta fix this fan vote. It's just disrespectful what the fans have been doing. Players like. Um, Zach Levine is only like eighth in the East for for yeah, guard voting. Zach Levine de- definitely like he deserves, deserves to be in some it. love. Um, Jalen Brown hasn't been getting love at the Eastern Conference. Jason Tatum, I believe, is fifth when it comes to forwards. That's ridiculous. Um, it's a popularity vote. It is what it is. But I would love to see some new young new blood at 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 the All Star captain list because i mean having Jokic and having a bead there's the international ties right there and plus you have the two best centers in the nba and i'll tell you right now mb versus Jokic, that's gonna be straight comedy when they pick teams that's great content <laughs> we love good content over here that's great content that's I, great for that's I'm great for ratings going to pick uh i don't know how to say his, yeah, his yeah, name exactly i'm going to pick uh not big honey but the other the other serb the serbian yeah, that was, was a very that was a very russian serbian accent there jim it's, uh, it's the same same area <laughs> same area but yeah same same but they, gotta, they gotta fix something with this i love the all i i mean the pro bowl is a joke first of all the best the all-star game is a joke too the all-star game has the dunk got, contest the all, is fun the all-star weekend is bet nba all-star weekend is the best yeah but the game the, is trash last year was better last year was better i promise you go <laughs> if you go back and watch the nba all-star game last year it was uh, competitive it was a lot of fun i'm hoping it's a it's is a there lot any defense played the last last fourth quarter there is that's why they imposed the mamba rule and that's why they imposed this stuff because they did they have it where after what the after five minutes left, because they, they only play like a ten minute fourth quarter, mm-hmm. and then they have the they have the they add twenty four points to the team who's leading score, and then it's the first to score get to that many points. So they it's it goes hard. You have the starters go against each other, and it's and it, they had teams last year where your team wins money if um it was, it was they did it like a quarter basis too. It was like which team won each quarter, and that much money went back to that charity. So I, I, I think what the NBA All-Star game – I mean, I like the NBA All-Star weekend so much because I'm a huge fan, and I love the alley-oops and watching players play at incredible heights of things. But let's do something different than having LeBron and KD or LeBron and Giannis as your as your uh, um, excuse me, All-Star captains. Let's do something different. Like, come on. Come on. I mean, as much as LeBron – as great as LeBron is, give me something different. I don't disagree with you, and it's funny because I'm just thinking back. One of my first shows, we were talking about the NBA All-Star Game when I was on the radio in Gunnison, and uh, I couldn't pronounce Giannis's last name. And nobody could either. Our host was like, uh, Giannis, the guy who plays out in Milwaukee, <laughs> he's Greek. He's Greek, that's all I know, but now, now he's a... Multiple time All Star Game if, captain. If, if you're ever looking for a good laugh, go watch Shaq and just try to announce his name for the first time. Shazam! No, he was Alakazam. Alakazam. All right, let's get into our beats of the week. Not that many to go on this week for me. I'm not gonna lie. I did want to brag once again. My national anthem overhit. So. I'm glad I talked you out of it. I didn't. I was, yeah. Did you bet on it? Because no, we I couldn't didn't. find a place to bet on. I it. didn't bet on it also because I got I had to miss the first quarter of the game because I I had a coach for my basketball team. And at least we won, so that made it a little bit better. But I mean, I did miss the first quarter. Unfortunately, I missed all the pregame festivities. Also, not very many good commercials this year. 
I really didn't pay attention to any of the commercials. I like the uh, the Cheetos one with Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, that one wasn't bad. It wasn't me. Um, yeah, but other than that, the State Farm one with with Aaron Rodgers was funny. And Drake. Yeah, and Drake. Yeah. Uh, that was funny that because was kind of funny. they they played that right after. Um, they saw the show Tom Brady winning the, winning this holding the Super Bowl trophy, and that was the first commercial after. And it was just ironic because Paul Rudd threw the ball backwards, yeah. and they were like, "Man, they hit this right tail on the end of the nail with uh, uh, with how Patrick Mahomes played the Super Bowl." It's kind of I thought that was funny. Yeah. But besides that, the I think it was the Paramount um, commercial they brought back the SpongeBob halftime performance. I thought that was kind of funny because I love SpongeBob. There was a Wayne's World bring back as well oh, with that Cardi was B. Also good. With yeah, Cardi that B, was that was kind good. of funny. So no, maybe it I, wasn't so bad. The commercials this yeah. year. Yeah. No, I mean. Really, there's a few that stood out. I like the uh, Doritos 3D commercial with Matthew McConaughey, yeah, yeah, yeah. where he slides up into the, the vending machine and then eats the Cheeto and then pops back up. I thought that was kind of funny, but uh, the halftime performance also was very interesting. Oh my god! Yeah. Hey, did you bet on any of the halftime no, props? I, because I, I apparently so people weird. were pissed off that Starboy was the first ones. Of course, of course, he was gonna sing Starboy first. You know more than one weekend song? I, I mean, I love the Twitter meme of or. The guy who plays James Bond, what's his name? Oh, uh, which Something one? Craig, which James like the Bond? The most recent one. Oh, Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. I love his SNL thing where he's like, ladies and gentlemen, The Weeknd. <laughs> and they, they, there's a Twitter account that posts that every single Friday yeah. at 5 p.m. Like that's I mean, that's why I, that's the greatest <laughs> meme about it all. But either way, I mean, I thought that was just. He weird. didn't even have a special guest, did he? There's supposedly he was going to have Ariana some special guest. was supposed to be there, but she wasn't, or I don't know. And then he got lost in that funhouse, and that was that was it was a, strange. Was it was almost as strange as Katy Perry. It goes I, back to Katy Perry with the giant dancing shark. I just want to see the video of the cameraman having him to follow him around <laughs> constantly in a circle because I bet that was hilarious. He's probably very sick. I can't imagine that that was any fun. Um, but I mean, overall, other than the fact that it was Brady winning again, I would say that it was a successful Super Bowl, especially yeah. for one that we didn't think we were going to have. Yeah. So. Not gonna hate on it too much. Yeah, yeah. going back to that, uh, the the one you said about the the national anthem, mm-hmm. I saw there were so many people that bet whether or not the first kickoff would be taken I out did, of the end I zone. I did saw that. And my that. dad, I, my dad texted me. He was like, "I just lost fifty bucks because he said he was gonna be a touchback." Oh. And the dude brought it out. I saw a video online where there was twenty dudes that bet on him taking it out, and they all won money. Yeah. And I, oh man, I love that. That's hilarious. I love it. It was good. I mean, that's why a lot of people like watching the Super Bowl that don't even watch football all the time. Is because you can Super bet shit. on anything. Yeah. Bet on anything. What? Who's? What company bought the first commercial? I don't know. No, there's no way to know that. Exactly. Yeah. But there, you can put money on it. Speaking of Super Bowls, my first beat of the week, Buffalo is plus 1,100 to win the Super Bowl next year. And like I said, I couldn't find too many other ones. So I thought Buffalo plus 1,100. Are the Buccaneers the favorites right now? No. Or is it the Chiefs? I think it's still the Chiefs. I think okay. the Chiefs are plus 650. I'll pull it up real quick. So I was looking at I mean, FanDuel. I don't hate that. I don't know. No free shout-outs, FanDuel. Yeah, no free shout-outs. But either way, I don't hate that. I mean, Josh, I think they need to do more defensively. But Buffalo, I think, will be good. They definitely will need be a good. running game for yeah, sure. Running game. They need a lot more help. Then give Josh Allen help, and then you can see. They're they're in a good spot, except for everywhere, and they're not very good. But that's <laughs> that's all. Uh, Kansas City is plus five hundred. Tampa Bay is plus nine fifty, and then it's Buffalo and Green Bay at plus eleven hundred. Los Angeles bumped up to plus thirteen hundred after the last trade. 
Oh, you can bet on the draft? I didn't realize that. Oh, I'll, yeah, have, you... I'll have three beats of the week then. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll go come up with one on the fly. What's your first beat of the week? My, my first beat of the week, like I said, one of the fights I'm looking forward to, Macy Barber um, is the underdog, plus 120 against Alex Grasso. Alex Grasso is a good fighter, but I think Macy Barber, everyone was hyping her up to be a lot, the next big thing out of Savision. She, she has the date when John Jones became the youngest, or oh, was it John Jones? I don't know who it was. It probably John Jones the youngest UFC champion, and she has that date of when she has to win a championship by then, and I hope to see it because she's a stud. So give me Macy Barber plus 120 um, for this weekend. Anytime you can take away a, uh, something historic from John Jones, you should try to because he doesn't deserve any of it anymore. Uh, my next beat of the week, Andre Vasilevsky to win the Vezina Trophy. He is the favorite, but it's plus 650. And uh, I said it a lot. I said it on two for chirping, which you can catch Fridays at 6 p.m., Eastern with me and Ken and Trevor from the Bleacher Connection. Jim is going to be our first rotating seat, and he'll be on a, the episode coming up this week. Second, 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 because uh, Preston. Oh yes, yeah, second. I forgot about shout Preston. Preston I mean, he's a ve- he's a Vegas fan. He's a, he's a yeah. Vegas Golden Knights fan. But shout out in the marbles. Um, I say say it on that show all the time. If they would have counted any sort of bubble play, even if it was the round robin games, Andre Vasilevsky is the the Vesna Trophy winner. He was the best goalie at the end of the bubble experience, and. Other than maybe Hudobin, he's had the hottest start of any goaltender. And he's he's also in the situation with the Avs, or not the Avs. Yeah, the, he, he has the same situation that the Avalanche goaltenders do where he knows he's going to have offensive help. But Vasilevsky is a guy who just shuts the door in, in net. He doesn't let anything go through. So I like him plus 650 to win the Vesna Trophy. I don't hate that at all. My next one, like I said, college basketball season is at its peak right now. Alabama basketball is playing playing good. Yeah, we talk about Alabama football being this empire. Alabama basketball is playing well. So give me Alabama basketball to win the SEC tournament. Yes, take down the mighty Kentucky, who hasn't played very well this year, um, and win the SEC tournament. All right. I would put GCU to win the WAC tournament, but I can't find that anywhere. So I can't. Also, you don't want to jinx it. Yeah, I don't want to jinx it. I'll, I'll, let's save the Lopes because we got when we drop our merch, the Lopes, Lopes, yeah, Lopes we got a lot of cool logos good. and a lot of different things that we figured out with all that. All right. My last beat of the week. This is the number one overall pick, and uh, it's obvious which one is, is highest. So let's see. Let's see. If I was going to think anybody would jump up to the number one pick. You're, you're picking against Trevor Lawrence here? Well, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is minus 6,000 favorite. Oh, Jesus Christ. So there's no oh, way. Boy. I'm not going to tell yeah. people to bet on that. Is there something to bet on the second pick? Uh, that might... Oh, here's Tre- Trevor Lawrence's team. Houston Texans plus 900. Plus 900? Plus 900. I had it. So that means that that means they're they're predicting the Jaguars to trade for Deshaun Watson? That would be what they would be predicting. Oh, that God. would Maybe maybe he wants to work with another Clemson great quarterback in, in, Josh, in Deshaun instead of Trevor Lawrence. That's true. I don't know. Uh, the Broncos are plus 2,200 to be Trevor Lawrence's team. Maybe that's what I'll put. 2,200? Plus 2,200. So you're saying there's a chance. Uh, sure. <laughs> not as high as the – not as good of a chance as the Jets. Jets are plus 1,300. So yeah, because they're the number two pick. There's a shot. Check, just check out all those. FanDuel has a million and a half props. Um, we're trying to, we want to get some sort of betting app. Uh, I know Superbook sports betting just followed us mm-hmm. on Twitter. So 
I mean, if you want to reach out, I mean, help us out. Yeah, I'm not as successful as Mark Schlereth, but I feel like I could look like him and a very small, shrunk down version. Like I got left in the dryer too long, but I, I we we could use the help a little bit. What's your uh, last beat of the week? I got a really really good one. I I mean, I after you told me Ian Hyannis was on the card, I already had a really good one, but I'm gonna I'm gonna parlay it together. So I have Ian Hyannis to beat Gaslam, which was plus 175. Parlay that with Kamaru Usman to win on points, which is plus 135. Together, plus 546. That is a great bang for your buck. Um, yeah. I, th- I think, like I said, Gaslam's on a three-game, or three-three-game, excuse me, three-fight losing streak, and um, Usman is known to go the distance, especially with Gilbert Burns. I don't think, I think it's going to be a war, but I don't think, like I said, I don't think one's going to knock out the other. So I think those two together is going to be a big bang for your buck here. Yeah. So give me the give me Usman to beat Burns on points and Ian Heinish to win by any anyway. Yeah, I think Heinish is the best underdog value on the card. Yeah, I mean Gaslam off a three fight losing streak at plus two two hundred. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, so there, get your money, get your bets in, get win some money so that you can have enough money to bet on March Madness and lose it all again. Oh um, my God, I bet so much on the Super Bowl. Like I like I tweeted out, I had eight prop bets and won one. I'd like to bet a hundred bucks. You want to pick a team? No, just take it. Just it's, take my it's money. Good. Just take my money. You can just have it. That's fine. We don't have to go through that. Uh, let's move into player and play of the week, and we'll start with player of the week. I cheated a little bit. I picked Boston's perfection line with Marchand, Patrice Bergeron, and David Pasternak, and it hurts. It, it, I'm not going to lie. Jim, this does not feel good admitting that Pasternak did help out the, the Bruins as much as he did, but... As bad as I started, not being able to score an even-strength goal, they're making up for it very quickly, so it scares me. I'm hoping I say it and they, they get jinxed again. We're going back to that. That's That was what we did with the show in hockey when we first started. It was We said something to try and make the opposite happen, so I'm speaking into existence Jeez. the jinx on Boston's perfection line. Not No injuries or anything, just... Get all out of whack. I don't need. I don't need you scoring thirty eight points in in five games. I don't need that. I don't hate that at all. My player leak, man. I'm gonna have some fun here. I'm picking Gronk. Gronk is my player leak. He. I don't think he had a touchdown all year. He might have had one. He might have had one. But two in the Super Bowl. Like I said, the dude was was preparing to host WrestleMania this time last year. Which also would have been in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Stadium. That would have been also hilarious if those that, that would have worked out. Him ho- him host WrestleMania yeah. last year New and then win, the, win yep. the Super Bowl in that same stadium. But yeah, Gronk, man, who who doesn't love Gronk? Gronk is just a fun guy. He he plays with passion. He's um, a true tight end. He's a true tight end. I know you like your true tight ends. So uh, pause on that. Wow. I can't believe that just came out of my mouth. <laughs> I don't oh like tight ends, Lord, Nico. Wow. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, man. I don't I like tight ends. I can't believe that just came out of my mouth like that. But yeah, Jesus Christ. Give me Gronk. Guard your secrets here. Guard <laughs> guard the secrets. So give me Gronk for player of the week. It's wow. an exit only. Damn it. Oh, um, man. <laughs> All right, let's play of the week. Let's play get the play of the, of the week. Let's get the oh, play of the week. Gosh. I'm sorry, Boomer. We probably shouldn't be talking about this around you, huh? Okay, Jimmy, go ahead. Play of the week. Vita Vea. They put the six foot four, three hundred forty five pound Coke machine with legs at fullback, and he absolutely snatched somebody's soul. It was it was beautiful. Second play, the second play, the first play, he didn't touch the soul. Well, the, the first second. play, he was the wing. Yeah, and yeah. then they yeah, moved that's back to. Fucked up. You got to line him up in the half or fullback. Position. Make him the guard with the running start, and let's do this. I wish they would have handed it to him. If they would have oh handed it to him, he would have scored. Because there was a, pro- I know there was a prop bet too out there that was like a lineman to score. Because they thought, and that other, that other guy, yeah, no, that they, the 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 Chiefs guy almost caught it, 
I think, or was no, it? No, it was the Bucks. It was, it was one, the Bucks. Yeah, number seventy three on the Bucks. I yeah. don't even know what his name is. Had it in his hands and got it punched <laughs> had, out. Had a good number though. Uh, no, it does not does not represent that number very well. Because <laughs> he forgot that DBs punch the ball after you catch it. It's like, true. oh, I caught it. I caught it. But I caught it though. It's oh like it's like the bench warmers where he ticks it. It's like strike three. You're out. But I ticked it. It hit the bat. You're, you're still out. Well, you're still fat. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, um, I don't hate that at all. I would, like I said, I would have loved for him to score though. Yeah. That would have been so much fun. Give me a fridge moment. Maybe Madden would have gave him a, a Super Bowl card too to play with on Madden Ultimate Team, and that would have been fun. But he played running back in high school. He did like, yes. like consistently. Like he was the starting running running back in high God. school. That's like Derek watching Derrick Henry highlights in high school. Yeah. I, I would love to see the comparison between those two. There's a few people that are pretty good in the NFL. You should watch their high school highlights. Brian Cushing was one. Yep. He was a menace in high oh, school. He, he was an absolute AJ Green insane human being, high school yeah. highlights. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it is. And then Tavon, Tavon Austin has Tavon the Austin, best, yeah, best college mixtape yeah. in the world. Yeah. If you're as bored, go to also Hoop Mixtape. Hoop Mixtape have some hilarious, like, great ones too. Going back to the Zion Hoop Mixtape. Yeah. I, I mean, I know you probably Dunk it on all those. No, I watched him dunk on all those preppy white kids yeah, all, in North Carolina. All the preppy white kids and, and then all the – I remember watching highlights of Zion like five years ago and him and just dominating AAU ball. So those are always just a fun, good time to watch at night. Um, for my play of the week, I went with something that just hits home because watching Tyreek Hill send up the peace sign just pisses me off. And he does that against the Broncos at least once a year, twice a year. And watching Antoine Winfield break the ball up from Tyreek Hill on fourth down, and then give him the little peace sign. That's play of the week for me. I loved him doing that. And seeing the picture of him, Tyreek Hill giving him the peace sign as he's running by him and backfilming in the end zone, and then on the biggest stage, shutting him down and then doing that to him, yeah, it was a penalty, but it was worth it. It was worth it. 100% worth it. A rookie doing that? Fire me up. I love when people do that. There's They have... The they, they have a good defense that'll be good for a while. It'll be interesting to see how they come back next season. Because sure. like we said, they're built for this season. Who knows if they have a window now? Uh, but we just saw how difficult it is to repeat as a Super Bowl champion. Because I thought the Chiefs were going to be able sure. to do that very easily. Um, yeah, one more thing. Bench warmer of the week. Well, oh, yes. Yeah, so we we've, we've moved of the week. past bench warmer of the week. Almost I have it forgot on... that one again. All right. Mine, Tyron Matthew. Okay. Yeah. It was pretty, pretty easy. I, I mean, look, you don't bark. Like I said, you don't bark at Tom Brady like that. I thought he had fixed most of his leadership or like quality issues off the field. What that showed me last night with how much he lost his mind and then the fact that he couldn't even come back and lead his guys to make any kind of effort, he's not as good of a leader as I thought he was. He doesn't deserve to be the captain of that defense. I think he's a good player. He's good when things are going good. I put him in the same realm as Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey's a very talented guy, but as soon as he gets down or as soon as something doesn't go his way, you can take advantage of him, and he was taken advantage of all night last night. I mean, yeah, that's, there, there's no doubt about that. Um, I mean, I, my bet room leak adds on to the play or play of the week. Uh, it's Tyreek Hill. Bench warmer of the week, Tyreek Hill. I'll give Tyreek Hill bench warmer of the week gladly. I'll yeah. take away my vote Look, because Ty- Tyreek Hill, that guy. With, with with him saying the peace sign, Antoine Winfield, and with Antoine Winfield lighting him up, and Tyreek Hill basically being a non-existent in the Super Bowl, that's your that's your. I mean, if he would have done anything in the Super Bowl, they would have at least had a shot. 
but he didn't do a soul. And Antoine Winfield saying the peace sign. Like I said, I'm a, this that's probably going to be a thumbnail this week because I just love it so much. <laughs> but I mean, I might have to do the Brady for you know you got you got. You should do the Antoine Winfield peace sign and then put underneath it mini me when he does it to Austin Powers right before oh, he kicks him in yeah, the face. That's true. There you go. Maybe that's maybe that's what you should. I don't know. Um, be sure to check out Film Room Review because there will be a new episode coming out for February that we're recording just just to get that out of the way. Anything else you wanted to say before we get in our plugs at the end of the show? Any, I mean, anything I, else? I, I said this on NFL Unhinged. Um, the Peyton being a first battle Hall of Famer hits home. The, everything he did for this great city. He's a through and through Bronco. Hearing all the great stories over the years. That's I mean, like I said, as a Bronco fan, watching the Chiefs lose the Super Bowl, having him and John Lynch into the Hall of Fame was beautiful. And then I mean, he has so many great stories. Also. I'm going to plug it again, the Louis Vasquez interview from last week. We had a lot of great feedback on it. It was a fantastic interview. Go back, listen to it, because we had Super Bowl 50 stories. We had Combine stories. Mm-hmm. We had Charger stories about Philip Rivers and LT. Yeah. I mean, the list goes on and on. And what a great interview that was with Louis and um, Peyton's time here in Denver. It was just magnificent and it's a bright spot for the city finally um, because everything that happened with Nolan Arenado trade, Broncos are finally looking up a little bit more for the first time since Peyton left. Yeah, that interview was great. Had a he, Be sure to check out his Legacy Foundation as well. And then also if you're looking to get some sort of offensive lineman training and you're a listener in the San Antonio, Texas area, 6'5 training, the art of the legal hold. It's best name I know you I, love that. Yeah. Best name that I could have ever imagined. Um it, that's where you can get some pri- private lessons from him. He'll teach you how to play offensive line the right way. Uh, with the rest of our plugs, like I said at the beginning, at FEOTB Pod on social media, in our link in our bio, we have our link tree. Our link tree has links to all of our partnerships, affiliates, all of our pages, the YouTube channel. Follow or sh- subscribe to the YouTube channel, like the videos. Yeah, we've been um, getting a lot of great feedback. Um, from you all on our YouTube page, so we're going to continue putting out great content. Like we said, we're going to put out um, – we, we do some dumb, stupid things on the court on every Thursday nights. Once, so Once you guys start seeing some of the highlights from these men's league oh games, you'll God. understand. Yeah, once we put the video together for that, yeah. that's going to be a banger. I'm going to be taking the Wonder League test. Unfortunately, both of us will be. Yeah. It's gonna, that's going to be a fire video. I'll tell you right now, I'm, I'm, I'm a comedian, so I'm, I'm going to have fun with it, but it is what it is. I didn't even lose, and I got to take the Wonder League test. I'd, I feel bad. It should just be be me and Kelsey doing it, not necessarily you, but hey, shout out Kelsey who lost the regular season and then came back and won the playoffs. Anybody can do it once. Actually, he didn't win the playoffs because Jim, Jim put was the only one who put the uh, Buccaneers in, in to win the Super Bowl. I mean, my dumbass picked uh, the uh, Washington football team to win the first round. That's true <laughs> against also, the Buccaneers against and the Super didn't Bowl. Did you pick teams. the Ravens? Or, yeah, you picked the Ravens over the Bills, too, I think. Yeah, but that one didn't hurt as much. I picked the Super Bowl champs losing the first round. That hurt. That did hurt. Yeah. That hurt. All right. Um, also, with our affiliates, check out Atemi Sports. Uh, if you need home workout equipment, go use the link in our link tree and then make your purchase. A little bit of your purchase will get kicked back towards us. Uh, as always, Fubo, ColorCast, Fanatics. Where we'll be more. We'll be on ColorCast a little bit more. We'll have a portion of our episode that we're recording at High Alpine, which – 
We'll be in Friday. If you're in the Gunnison area, come check us out Friday at we 1 p.m. We have merch and stickers. Merch and stickers. Come we, get yourself some we, the the, we, very, the very first line. Yeah, we may we may tease the the shirts a little bit on Thursday before we we head it on there Friday to make y'all want to come get some merch. But if we do have extras for our friends down here in Denver who can't make it, we'll try to accommodate because, like we said, we're gonna have we're gonna have rock not Rockies colors. We're gonna have Broncos colors, Nuggets colors, Avs colors. I mean, look at that beautiful sweater Jamie's got it's on. Bit, Imagine yeah. that with our logo and some colors that's gonna be fire and then obviously gcu and western state colors as well so yeah and then follow us on social media at feotb pod because when we're driving up to gunnison we'll be filming some videos i'm going to show nico all the best places to stop this is a journey it's not just a destination four hours it's about the journey it's four hours right it's four hours if there's weather we'll see how the weather is i haven't looked at the c dot map hey with jimmy's new truck we might be hauling ass so i i I bet you can get under two i could well not i mean under (laughs) two under two in the summer if it doesn't rain at all under two then but uh monarch's a little bit sketchy at times and and there's other fair plays icy as hell so we'll we'll see. But we also get to pass. We'll go down the road that you turn right on and you go to South Park. Oh, oh, beautiful. But we don't get to go to South Park. We just pass that road on. So maybe we'll do a funny meme as we pass South Park or something. But we'll, just, we'll be putting out content. I'm, Nico's probably going to get bored in the passenger seat halfway through the ride. So Hey, go to the Unhinged Network and listen as, along with us because, I, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I don't know the Friday lineup, the Friday like premiere lineup, but we'll be listening when we go through. So Yeah, and follow the network on Twitter, at Network Unhinged, Unhinged SN on Instagram, at Network Unhinged on Twitter, UnhingedSN.Airtime.Pro, 24-7 coverage with all of that great stuff. Uh, I think for myself, Jimmy Pilato, Nico Bryant, Far End of the Bench, Episode 27, say goodnight, Boomer. We will see you guys next week. Peace. When the night is cold and lonely. This is a dollar belly. Was it the money that made me a savage? Popping them pipes and I made it a habit. Towing them pistols and serving them addicts. That was exciting to me. I'm so excited to be. Started with nothing, we had to inspire to be. Elephants again, head of me. I'm getting to it. Feel like the man. I got the plan. I call the shooters, they all but the van. Play with the squad, get piled like a sand. Piled like a perk. I'm going here. I'm going crazy. I'm yeah, sticking up for nigga. Let that music like I look a sand. I'm in the kitchen, compressing the bird. Take out a nine and I sell it for money. Benchwarmers, we have another new partnership that we're talking about, Atemi Sports. We reached out to them, and they were gracious enough to offer us an affiliate position. So we have a new link in our link tree, at FEOTB Pod, Instagram and Twitter. Go there, because they got great resistance bands for working out. Also good resistance bands for PT if you're having to overcome an injury, because I know we have a lot of uh, athletes that listen to the show, and then also with the men's league, we might have to invest in some Atemi Sports bands so that we can recover after games. Yeah, we're going to have to stress ourselves out for sure. But, I mean, it's a weird world we're living in. Gym's being closed, whatever it may be. Um, wherever you are in the country, check out Timmy Sports because, like I said, those bands are great for at-home workouts. If you don't have much, you use a cheap price, just go through our link. You can check out whatever they have um, and get you in a quick workout in, not even 30 minutes every single day, and stay in shape during these tough times. Yeah, use the link in our link tree and make your purchase through that way. It comes a little bit back to us so we can continue to make good content for you guys and continue to uh, work through our tech- technical difficulties that we've been dealing with throughout this show. So Atemi Sports, follow them on Instagram, at Atemi Sports, also on Twitter, and then use the link in our link tree when you go and buy your, your workout equipment and your resistance bands.